Live. I'll cut it out if I hear it. That's all right. We're not gonna we're not gonna blackmail you. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's something that I've thought a lot about is who you take advice from. So you have the artistic side, and you can take artistic advice from anybody that you align with artistically. But on the business side, like who you're taking advice from, the life they live has to align with the life that you want to live. If you're taking advice, if you're in my situation, okay, I'm married. I have four kids. I like to sleep in my own bed at night. If I'm taking business advice from people that are doing destination weddings all the time and they're going all these different places or whatever, I'm going to build a business that I'm going to hate and it's, it's not going to serve me and it's going to make me miserable. It's going to make my family miserable. If I'm following business advice from people who, whose work is artistically what I want to do, but they're terrible business people, I'm going to end up broke and miserable. So figure out what, your long-term goals are like, what do you want photography and your business to bring you long-term? And then you got to work backwards to that. And if you don't do that, you're going to find that you've built this entire machine that pisses you off and you're miserable mm -hmm. constantly. What an intro. Is that our small talk? <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> that was very good, actually. It was the best, it was, it was the best, that was the best uh, uh, small talk segment that we have ever had. Welcome to Focus AF. I'm Jen. This is Ro. This is Ben. I'm Karis. We always go different ways there. Yeah. I know. That's fine. But I think, we're, Nathan, we're you can reintroduce yourself again because well, now you're an honorary a, member. Yeah, we had a focus. <laughs> two we episodes. Focus we let you talk before we introduced you. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm Nathan. Nathan. <laughs> Nathan Dash, uh, shoot with me. And I think, is it Nathan Dash Photography as well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's back for round two with us. Just gonna hang out with us for a little bit while we talk about what are we talk, well, what are we gonna be talking about today, Jen? The state of the industry in a post-COVID world. What a um, great segue that I that I yes, did for you guys. Your huh? long COVID <laughs> brought us right into it. Yeah. <laughs> so what so what was the impetus for for today's discussion? I think a multiple thing. Yeah. Uh, both personally and within having conversations with people in the industry about how their booking rates are going, how the flow of inquiries are going, and kind of coming off that post-wedding rush of COVID where everyone had to get married right away and had to book their vendors, even though they didn't know if the world was ending or not, but we all had a flood of work coming in. There's some people still getting married during peak COVID too. You remember yeah. those weddings with the yeah. face shields and everything? Mm -hmm. You're like, y'all yeah. could have waited one, uh, one more year and then yeah. you didn't have to take wedding, your they're, wedding party photos with face shields. They're probably looking back. They're probably looking back like, we yeah, should have waited, waited another yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but how's everyone's um, how's everyone's inquiry volume looking like? Inquiry, it's, it's, it's too been bad. It's, yeah. it's two parts, right? It's your inquiry volume and then your booking conversion mm -hmm. rate, right? So let's talk about like inquiry volume first. What, mm -hmm. How's that? How's that looking compared I, to pre? pre I, I feel like we're still maintaining. Yeah, the usual numbers. The rate of, of inquiries is, is good. It's still the same. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and to be transparent, last year we had gotten so like so many increase still for 2023 and we turned away a lot for no, multiple reasons mostly mm -hmm. we didn't want to work that weekend we didn't we had done 50 weddings a year for two three years during covid and we were like we're not doing this again so we turned down a lot for 23 so mm -hmm. revenue wise it's a little bit slower this year because we turned away a lot and now we're realizing that people for 24 are kind of taking their time I guess they're booking closer to their day closer to their six, day six nine months yeah six to nine months six yeah. huh that, that's what we've been 
seeing, and that's what a friend of ours had told us that he's seeing as well. Six to twelve months. Yeah. So the first, the beginning of the year is always like the booking rush, which was it was great for us, but in having conversations with other people, it was very slow for them. Yeah. So for us, we're on par for twenty four. Um, inquiries are still going well. Not a big deal. It's just kind of the conversion rate has dropped down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So in talking with everyone else, same kind of situation and issue. People that are actually in the same price bracket as us, right? There might be people who are charging less and booking and they're fine. But we're in that middle ground right now where I think people are starting to tighten up their wallets. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. But the venues are more expensive too. Yeah, Because they raise their rates. So that 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 might be dipping into their, their budget, the client's mm-hmm. budget. You know, taking money away from us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve. Um, but our, I would say that our inquiry rate was was pretty steady up until about, I want to say three months ago, mm-hmm. June, yeah, about three months ago, because through March, from January to March, yeah. I, we booked over 20 some weddings. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. We, we went on a hot streak. Yeah. But now the inquiry volume has gone down just a little bit. So we're, now we're getting about maybe one, one every day, one every other day, something like that. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's an illusion or anything like that. I, I, I. It is noticeable. I also feel the quality of the leads are like starting to diminish a little bit too. Like we're getting a lot of anniversary leads. We never used to get stuff like that. A lot of proposals. All right, I'll stop referring them over. Yeah. Here. <laughs> it's Anytime you. we see come, one come from Bell now, we're like, eh, not good. <laughs> delete. <laughs> delete. 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 Yeah, but it seems like um, there's, like I said, the inquiries are still there, and and even the, the couples that are scheduling consultations. I would say about like half of the ones that we didn't book were, were not a good fit anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, there seemed to be now because we're doing Zoom consultations, it's an easy access for them to meet with photographers or other vendors opposed to when they were coming into an office and making an effort to get yeah. to know you. And mm-hmm. now it's a lot more convenient. They could just stay at home, schedule five meetings, five different photographers. Maybe three of them they weren't even really considering, but they'll just... It's you easy know. to get that appointment. Shopping, yeah, shopping so I, I feel like we're also seeing that as well, and that's affecting our conversion rates. Do you as well. think that that there's more competition though? The market's a little more saturated after COVID, because now you have all these photographers who now have a little bit more, a couple of seasons under their belt. You know why? Because all your lead shooters, they were all booked out with their with their primary clients, right? Uh, and then you know these clients who were kind of left out oh, in the cold, they, got they had the opportunity. to they they, yeah. they had to shoot more. These second shooters had to shoot a little bit more, so they got a couple of seasons under their belt. So now they're lead shooters themselves, and then you got all these uh, third shooters and assistants who are now coming into the market, and uh, they have a couple of seasons under, the, yeah. under, under I, their belt as well. How's how's um, how's the volume yeah. for you? Volume for so it's kind of twofold. Um, when I started working on shoot with me, I stopped focusing on growing my photography brands. Um, stopped maintaining uh, venue relationships like I was prior. Um, a lot of the venues that I was on preferred vendors list with, um, they had coordinators who moved on. And if you're not building those relationships with the new coordinators that yeah. come, you start getting as many inquiries. So um, Chew With Me is the primary reason why my inquiries are down. I mean, it's... it's you spend less and, attention with I your... I spend significantly less attention... Um, because my my weeks are filled with other things, and I'm not actively trying to grow my photography brand. That being said, my inquiries are significantly down, um, and it's easy just to kick it to that and say, "Oh, it's not it's not me focusing on my photography business anymore." But it's also because of other things other photographers are experiencing, just with the way the industry is and whatever. My conversion rate is actually higher now than it was at any point, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's because the the 
the couples that are actually coming are way more intentional. It's not, mm-hmm. they're not just getting a referral from a venue and they're like, oh, check out Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, referrals from past clients. It's really strong referrals from venues um, that I have a relationship with. So did you do a rebrand or a recalibration of your brand and process? Yeah. So I guess a year and a half ago, winter, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this is a great opportunity to redo some things with my website. So I had an agency handle that. And it was pretty much from that point on where things kind of tapered off. And I know that I need to, at some point, schedule time to connect with a, you know, an SEO expert and just have them put their eyes on my website to make sure that you know, that's not the primary driver. Because like, mm-hmm. I can sit here all day long and say it's because of these other things. But yeah. it could just be because I, I changed my website up and that's the mm-hmm. primary thing. But, mm-hmm. but again, I have not put the time and energy to it that I, I should be if it was my, my only focus. Mm-hmm. If she with me and the other things I have going on completely disappeared and I had to rely solely on wedding photography, I'd have to, to analyze things and figure that out. Like ASAP to, to get things back on track. How about Carousel? <laughs> Carousel killing the game. Yeah, she's she's, she's think, an I anomaly. I feel the same about Nathan. Where um, when I do get an inquiry, I don't have like crazy inquiries, uh, but when I do get inquiries and couples come looking like inquire with me, they know they're gonna book. Mm-hmm. So she has a very high closing rate. I mean, we're like they they're like hundred percent. They come in knowing that they're gonna book me. So like, I don't even do Zoom. Me- I think I'm the only one that doesn't do Zoom meetings. Like. I don't like looking at people in the face when I talk. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm using Not even like, me, you know? I'm like using 99%. Like I'll be like, unless they like request Zoom meeting, I do like, oh, can I call you? And they'll be like, yeah. So same thing. Um, yeah, a lot of my clients are, I think for those reasons, they're mm-hmm. very chill. Um, I am getting a lot of inquiries for like smaller weddings, like boutique weddings. A lot of my couples don't have bridal parties. Um, it's a dream, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it is. You know, they can do first look or not. Like, I don't really mind it. Wait, you're you're not doing um, bridal party composites? No. <laughs> like what? Are, what are lights? <laughs> okay, OCF. Okay, OCF. What OCF? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, and I do get a lot of um, like city city weddings, like boutique hotels. Uh, but yeah, most of my clients like know they're gonna like. They're hot leads. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Interesting to your point before, like. Because Karis was under your brand, and what you were just talking about people who came in during COVID. Karis is technically one of those people. She's they been shooting for years, uh-huh. but she started her own brand during COVID. Right. And now, now she's we're competing one of the, with her. I'm now kidding. We're competing with her. She's killing the game. So it's true. Like, that's a true life story of like your exact yeah, example yeah. from before yeah. about right. she was able to take advantage of a situation where everyone needed a shooter and she built her brand and it's yeah. taken off from there. Actually, that's precisely it. You know, like people that weren't really lead shooters pre COVID, now they are. So now you have a lot more entrance. It's not to say that people, if Karis didn't exist, they would come look for me. You know, like. They- but th- there's also a decent amount of photographers that left the industry during that time as well. Yep, that is true. That's but true. I think more joined than left. I think. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think those people. I think it's all different market too. Yeah, Karis's market is different from all of ours. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm, I'm not going to convert her clients. They're not. Gonna, they're not coming looking for me. You know. They don't want Ben Lau. Yeah. And when I do convert Ben's clients, yeah, the problems. <laughs> we, know, we know the feeling. <laughs> hey, Ben's clients are gonna be listening to this. <laughs> My clients aren't so bad. So, in your com- communication with other photographers, you, everyone's kind of expressing the same 
what? thing as far as like their booking rates and conversions and things right yeah. now. Everyone's yeah, we, sharing with us that you know their their, their inquiry low, volume is low, low yep, and they're not converting as much. Said, um, mm-hmm. Inquiries, very and, and they low. have a lot of reasons why they blame it. I think the number one reason why people say that everything's low is because of recession. I don't really buy that one. I don't think because people are still spending money. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's people still getting mar- married, especially in the state of New Jersey and New York. Weddings are not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you can't say that because the thing is, I'm talking. I'm, I'm mentoring people who are at a lower price point as well, and they're they're not seeing a lot of inquiries either. So it's not necessarily a recession. Mm-hmm. But you know? it could also be just an influx of engagements and uh, new couples planning their wedding. Because there was a lot of people that got stuck together during the pandemic and that kind of gave them like, oh, you know what? I could live with this person because we were stuck for months for, together. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole boom of engaged couples for like a year. Yep. I feel like that's coming down to like the normal numbers again. I think we shot all the COVID couples. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who met during COVID? Yep. They yeah. I can't tell you how many fast. how yep. many couples we met that were like, yeah, we just started dating yes. and then we were quarantined together. Mm-hmm. I heard that like so many times mm-hmm. through the last two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are always going to like blame external things. They mm-hmm. don't yeah. want to look in their business and mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, That's true. there's things that I need to do different to, to change. The industry, like we've all been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. right? It goes through cycles. There are mm-hmm. there are cycles that are due to COVID or whatever, but there are also cycles that are just due to like the industry changing and how many people are coming in. And if you're not willing to change throughout that entire time, you're always going to say, oh, it's because of these new photographers or it's because of these, you know, this thing or that thing or it's AI or it's whatever. And you're always going to find an excuse, but like the studios that stay uh, consistent and relevant mm-hmm. they're they're willing to look in inside of themselves and and make those changes and you know adjust as needed yeah one of, one of the most important lessons that i learned earlier on my career you know i attended i think it was a wedding show of some sort uh bridal showcase or something that old photographer yeah the old photographer i always <laughs> we talk, always, I always, we always about go back guy. to him yep. and he's like yeah yep. i've been sh- I, i've been shooting for 30 years i was rocking and rolling i have all the gears i have this studio and like mm-hmm. You know, uh, but now it's crickets, right? So then we looked at his website. Like, yeah. yeah, he was he was very amazed. Like, we, this was like when we were booking like forty, fifty weddings. So it was unheard yeah. of. For, it didn't He's make any like, sense to what? him. What? I was like, this is my first or second yeah. year. <laughs> he was so amazed, and he like invited us over to his house. Come over, like let's have dinner and talk. And yeah, and then we went home. We looked at his website. We're like, he it, got stuck. His work. Was, yeah, his work he, was not that his great. Work and. Oh. Everything got stuck in time. And right? I think he part of the reason thought. was he came from that era of film, right? right? So people that used to shoot with on film, film's you know, coming back. Yeah, yeah, I know that. But like when Madly. you shoot, but when you're <laughs> but when you're shooting film, you have to shoot a certain way because film developing film is expensive. So you know what works. You go, you have your go to poses, your go to lighting. There was no like PJ uh, stuff. They had there was some PJ, but like it's expensive if you're gonna do PJ. You, you it wasn't as much. It wasn't as much. Everything's very posed. Yep. You have your your go to poses and go to everything, right? So. He was doing everything that old school traditional way that he had been shooting since the seventies or whatever. You know what I mean? So when digital the digital age came about, which gave us a lot of freedom to explore how far we can push this creative envelope, uh, he didn't he didn't go along that train. You know, so he didn't adapt. And I think that's that was probably part of the you know this, it probably contributed to his downfall. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll blame other things than. Yeah, but that uh, I have I have I have another client of mine. Their parents were um, or her parents were photographers associated with some the biggest names in wedding photography in New York City, and they also were doing it for 20, 30 years, right? And they were saying, "Yeah, we were rocking and rolling." I was, they were like, and then all of a sudden we woke up one morning and the phone stopped ringing, right? 
And um, I was like, well, well, how are you marketing yourself? And this was like in the late 2000s, right? It's like, well, we, we were paying thousands and thousands of dollars to have our names in the, in the yellow pages. <laughs> what's, a, what's a yellow page? <laughs> right, and then but the phone stopped ringing. I was like, "Well, what's the phone? <laughs> we will start using the phone." So. <laughs> right, so like I, I didn't know what to say. You know, I mean, I felt terrible for them, but at the same time, we can't we can't poop on them too much because you know they they, they killed it for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. they killed they, it. They, mm-hmm. they they cleared a path for us so that way we can exist today. You know, they they kind of held the fort down, and, and you know, that's true. You know, you got to look at it that way. You know what I mean? So what do you think are the current trends that we have to adapt to now? We just have to pay attention <laughs> so that we're not what we don't become one of those photographers yep, and like, yeah. hey, you know, yellow pages. I like, you <laughs> know, stuck like, behind in hey, time. I guess, you know, I keyworded for this and it's not working anymore. Well, no shit. You know, mm-hmm. that's because nobody does that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to really like constantly pay attention to the market, see what's, you know, pay attention to the audience, pay attention to the trends. Really listen to the clients. You know, don't do things a certain way because that's how you've been doing it for 20, 30 years. Mm. You know, the market's yep. going to change. Your tactics and your strategies are all going to change. And also, the you you get older and your couples stay the same age, so you have to adapt to that too. Mm-hmm. Different generations of of. Uh, that's why I can't do birthday parties anymore. <laughs> Only the parents are laughing at my jokes. You know, all the kids, all the kids are just rolling their eyes at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to start marketing towards a younger generation as well. You know, one time, let me tell you this joke that I told, right? So uh, it was a teenage flower boy, right? He's like, oh, sir, what should I call you? And I said, you can call me anything you want, but just don't call me collect, right? It killed, right? Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> and the kid like, was so that? confused, right? I was like, I don't know why that's funny, right? But it killed my demographic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this photographer is weird. <laughs> Tommy collect what? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think it also comes down to like not living in fear constantly of things changing, right? So when trends happen, it's very easy for us to say, well, "Like oh, I haven't been doing it that way. I know it works." Well, you know it works for in the past. You don't necessarily know what's going to work in the future. And if you're so resistant to changing things, whether it's new technology, whether it's like you know, the all-encompassing AI or whatever, you can freak yourself out and think it's going to like ruin the industry or you can find out how to embrace it and adapt to those changes. No, it doesn't mean putting like freaking dinosaurs chasing wedding parties in all of your shots. You hear that, Ben? Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the dinosaurs, like, I do cats. But ultimately, <laughs> like those changes are coming and if, if you're not willing, you're not willing to. yeah, exactly. If you're not willing to like roll with that and embrace figure out it. how to right. embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be that that get off my lawn guy that goes out of business in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's almost as if you you stole a copy of our outline because I think AI was part of that conversation too, wasn't it? I don't know. No. AI is always part of conversation. <laughs> I think these days. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually AI. not here. Yeah. This huh? is, I'm, I'm AI. <laughs> I'm not here. He's right. right. gener- photo- <laughs> Photoshop beta. We we are generative filled that part. Yep. Your AI. AI, <laughs> AI created. <laughs> no, it was no uh, AI thing. Yeah, but um, no, I think we all got used to a couple of years of abundance of like so much work, and then it kind of went back to pre 2020. 
uh-huh. I think you could say. And we don't know. We're just like forgot. Should we be scared? Like, and then yeah. just like we were, star- we were starving yeah. for like a year, year and a half. And then poof, I was like, yeah. remember when I told Non-stop. you guys? Remember when I told you? I was like, guys, I'm done at 35. And I ended up with like almost 50 weddings that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know where this came from. It just happened. Because everyone was... Was yeah. in, was inquiring and Everyone looking. Everyone throwing money on. Yeah, yeah. Like it was this, a very like, take it, take it, take it. Very good two years. Yeah. That will probably never happen again, which is a yeah. good thing and a bad it thing. But it was just too much. It's too, too much, much work. It's yeah. getting like blasted but in I the think face. Because we're comparing it to like two, two years, years of starving before this. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's like, oh my gosh, should we be worried? Like, why is it so quiet? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And it also led to a lot of people having a record. Record income, you know, like their best mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. and now you're going back to like yeah. a, a regular oh. year, and you're like, oh my god, like yeah, yeah. my business is going yeah. under right now because we I'm not making. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just you have to readjust. I feel like I, I think it's too early right now to panic. Too early to yeah. panic. You're like, man, I shouldn't have sold that above ground pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have kept that sucker. <laughs> I should have never did it the yard. <laughs> I'll be in a better place. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, you know they upgrade uh, the Molinas. They upgraded their pool during COVID. It was a very good. It was a very good year for it them. It was a very good two years. And we we yeah. adjusted to the lifestyle. Trying to go and, back is hard. Yeah. And then this year we had like some stuff that we had to get done as well that were are costing more than what we expected. And it's you know it's, we're not in that place yet where we need to like you know where I need to go out and second shoot all the time. <laughs> But we are starting to cut back on traveling mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. to, to, to just kind of see. Just pull, just pull, uh, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just pump the yeah. brakes on your spending and, and a little bit. Just let it coast mm-hmm. and see where it takes us. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're, after, after this episode, we're, instead of going to our usual place, we're going to go eat some like, Vietnamese street food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit. Holding a wall place. And I think the only thing you can compare it to is like because of that global event that we had where it was a freak thing where everyone was just like booking like crazy and now we're coming off of that and seeing where things lie. But Yeah, if you remember there was weddings where like typically there's like a what, 10-15% fall off of like guests that are not going to show up. We shot weddings where every single guest showed up. To like right after everything opened up, yeah. mm-hmm. so everyone was like dying to go out and party and yep. and to host an event. Mm-hmm. And you know, three years now, three years later, people are just like they're the dust is starting to settle. And I guess everyone's feel feels a little worried now because they're like, oh my god, last yeah. two years were insane. Yeah, I haven't seen too many masks at weddings these days. It's just a handful here. No, there. no masks. Mm-hmm. Even at hospitals, no one's wearing masks. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we saw it a lot when we were traveling. A lot of people would be on the airplane, air, air, yeah. not even just on the airplane, but like in Randomly. Europe, different cities and stuff. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, you have COVID, and then you have like stuff with recession, just the economy in general mm-hmm. that's completely unrelated to yep. COVID that affects things as well. Yep. If people are expecting a major recession, they might be a little bit more, you know, yeah. relaxed on their wedding planning. Yeah, but I mean, back to what you said earlier. You know, I think a lot of people they. They blame a lot of external factors for for the reasons why they're not as busy as they want to be, you know. So, you know, before we start blaming all these other things, you know, just find out opportunities within your own business, what you can do to improve, you know, yeah. whether it's your branding, your messaging, uh, any of your processes, you know. And I think that's true during COVID years and not COVID years. Like, you know, you should always constantly be reevaluating. Mm-hmm. Take an inventory of what you're you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that you're staying current with the trends mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What else? What else did you want to talk about? That's it. 
Another potential cause, the real estate market, what's one thing that couples usually do after they get married? Buy a house. Buy a house. The housing market is so expensive right now. Interest rates are through the roof. So now couples have to save more money, spend more money to get less. So maybe they are cutting back on, you know, splurging on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. That could be another that. possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My neighbor's house finally sold. Did we talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did, did it, it house for, did uh, it sell for asking? Huh? Did it sell for that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Six sixty. Oh, Online. so they raised the price, huh? Yeah. It was uh, when they when they put it on the market. It was for eight forty, right? Almost one hundred eighty thousand like dollars less. Two years ago, because right? the house next to it sold for seven hundred. Yeah, like seven hundred. Yeah, almost eight hundred. Right? Yep. It's like, well, my house is prettier than that one, so I'm going to sell it. I for saw that episode, dude. You have so much stuff going on in your house that they need to get fixed. Anyway, we got a new neighbor now. I haven't met him yet. So funny. So uh, Karis was waving at someone who was driving by and the neighbor thought that she was waving at the, you know, this new neighbor and stuff. So the, the neighbor, the new neighbor just started waving really happily. I back was at like, Karis. oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go over there and say hi sometime. I don't think, I don't think it should be anything we should be worried about. Not yet. It's just back to normal. Mm-hmm. I think it's, is this it, is the normal. There, this is the yeah, norm. The new, that's the yeah, normal. Yeah. yeah. There is, I mean, there is a little bit of inflation. Mm-hmm. There, if, if there is a recession, I think. Right, but I don't think it's necessarily negatively impacting our bookings necessarily. I don't think that's the reason but why. But wedding, yeah. I think wedding industry is people will spend money on your wedding. That's like mm-hmm. one thing. So I think we are in an industry where it's like pretty recession proof. Mm-hmm. So or or recession resistant. Yeah, you know, and depending on what market you serve, uh, some you know some markets might be more prone to. Um, they may to, do smaller, maybe smaller weddings, and mm-hmm. but, but they'll still you know, pay for you yeah, to be there. Vendors, mm-hmm. they will. Mm-hmm. So what's today's hot topic, bro? It's about tipping your wedding vendors. Uh-huh. So someone in a group um, posted. It was oh, a, that's it, what I posted. Your yeah, wife. Yeah. I, was I, like, I, I posted that. Yeah. 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 I didn't post a question, so but you, I sent it to you guys. Do you want to yeah. take it over? So <laughs> this was the post from someone that will not be named. So my fiance and I are struggling with the concept of tipping the vendors, in quotations, at our wedding I certainly don't want to sound like a jerk, but the venue includes gratuities in the price. The band, they are their own entity. Who and why tip them. The florist, she owns her business and is the person doing the setup. The photographer, she owns her own business and is doing the shoot. The officiant, religious with a steep price, he is on his own. He gets all the money. <laughs> Am I being unreasonable by saying no to tipping? Thoughts? Um, I never expect a tip. They're always mm-hmm. appreciated, but you know, they're always appreciated and never expected. I would say, let's say out of 10 weddings, I probably get tipped maybe at three or four of them. I mean, if I have any clients listening, listen, if you don't tip me, that's totally fine, right? But when I do get tipped, it could range anywhere between 100 bucks to like 200 bucks, yeah. you know? Uh, sometimes if they're feeling super generous, I've gotten as high as... Actually, the biggest tip I ever got was a... Um, the timeshare for a week at Disney. <laughs> that was pretty sick, awesome. right? But, uh, but but she wasn't even our wedding client. Yeah, she was she a family was, client. She was the yeah. sister of our bride. That's awesome. Yeah, but I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you just got to pay for my way down there, and uh, but you can take my timeshare. I was like, I'll take it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we don't, I don't expect a tip. And if you if you don't want to tip my second shooters or my sister, that's fine too, right? Yeah. But yeah, you, tip if you want. If it's in your budget, go tip. If you don't, mm-hmm. that's fine too. So the only thing that I do ask is that you feed us. That's all. But I think most venues usually take care of mm-hmm. us. So I don't worry about that too much. I think we get so wrapped up in the concept of like you have to do 20, 25%. 20% is a lot. For everybody. Lot. Yeah. And like that's like the, you know, the standard for the service industry. But 
if you're already paying them thousand of dollars, at mm-hmm. least if you out of the kindness of your heart want to give fifty bucks, mm-hmm. that's fine. Can you imagine twenty percent off of like a seven thousand dollar collection? Let's take like a, like a five thousand dollar job, yeah. right? Yeah, twenty percent is a grand. I'm yeah. not, they're not tipping you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, that's what people get wrapped <laughs> in their head, and that's why they're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna tip because yeah. then I gotta yeah. give twenty percent, mm-hmm. and it's like no. a ridiculous that's amount." Like, but, yeah. but people have tip fatigue right now. Like you yes. can't go get takeout. And they hand you the, the thing and the it's iPad, like, oh, iPad, do you want, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, do you want a yeah. tip? And it's like, you feel like an idiot if yeah. you don't do it. Right, well, right. Or, or, you know, Starbucks or wherever uh-huh. it is, everybody wants you to tip. And you go to the grocery store and they're like, would you like to round up for this thing or that yeah, thing? Yeah. It's like, do you know yeah, dude, like I, I have I other things I, I contribute money to. Like I don't need to be asked in a million mm-hmm. different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then when they get to their wedding, it's the same thing. They're like, can't. Dude, is this a thing? Is this like, is this the obligation or do I? No, mm-hmm. I, I, as as an owner operator, I, I don't think that it's mandatory to tip. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like if you got good, if you feel you you got exceptional service and, you know, a tip is always welcome. It, it makes you feel, feel good about the service that you provided. And I feel like if it's enough for me to go out to dinner one night, it's awesome. Like it doesn't have to be an, an insane amount of money or nothing at all. I'm okay with either as well. Cigars. Yeah. There was a wedding where they had like three boxes of cigars out for the like, yeah, like yeah. Uh-huh. and the groom was giving me a box. I was like, I'm not gonna smoke all of these, man. Yeah. Like they're just gonna go bad. I, I I don't have anywhere to store them. <laughs> uh-huh. He was like, Come on, take. I was like, No, no, it's fine. But yeah, random things as tips too, yeah. which is nice. A bottle of wine yeah. or yeah, like you said, a cigar. Mm-hmm. But if they really want to show their appreciation for what we what we were able to do for them. Uh, there's two things that they can do. They can write us a nice review, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's and, and then they can also refer us. I think yeah. that to me is worth more Those than two hundred bucks. Yep. Heck yeah, it's, two, it's, it's worth more than two hundred bucks that you were planning to give me. Shout oh yeah, out our names. Uh, I'd rather they spend the money on their album. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> get it, get an album. <laughs> right. Print uh, your photo yes. <laughs> with us. Yeah, Not Shutterfly. <laughs> I never know what to say when they ask us. Hey Ben, you know, should we tip you? And I was like. How much should we tip you? What's right. what's what's customary? I was like, I don't know I don't how to know. answer that question. Yeah. Whatever is the kindness like, of your uh, heart. I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. It, it. When we were in Venice, the guy who like takes your hand to get off the gondola wanted wanted yeah. a tip. <laughs> he was so, the I, only I'm guy serious? in the entire time we've gone to Europe that was like expecting a tip, like literally asked for it. I was like, this is very American of him. Yeah. Hey, did like, you guys? They did don't you guys do speak in Spanish? I told you guys to. Um, we did both. We did both. Yeah. Yeah. If you just stuck with Spanish, right? I think you guys would have been okay. Um. So my best friend's husband tried doing that the entire trip, and some people would look at him funny. So I told him, "Don't talk Spanish." Yet. Can you, can you <laughs> just imagine? Practice your Italian. Can you imagine if uh, the other person they spoke Spanish to? <laughs> <laughs> well, did. There, there was one time we went to get gelato. And he ordered in Spanish, and the woman that works there looks at him and answers him in English, I don't understand you. (laughs) 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 I'm going to just talk to her in English. Uh, Karis and I, did we get harassed? Did we get harassed in Italy or any time we travel Europe? The one thing I noticed, the tour guys didn't inspect a dime. They did uh, not did. They did not. They mm-hmm. would leave before you even get a chance to like give mm-hmm. them money. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we went to Stockholm. Yeah, they expected a tip. She, she wanted a tip. Yeah, she wanted a tip. She legit yeah. said. And it was, like, it was yep, electronic she, too. She even had a card machine. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. Okay. That's the way it was in London. But when we were in, in France, same thing. When you get the bill at the end of the night, there's nowhere to even put a tip. Mm-hmm. Unless you yeah. have cash on you. We went yeah. through the entire trip without having to touch a piece of physical money. We just used our card everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah, yeah Stockholm is uh, Stockholm is all uh, cashless. Yeah, 
Yeah, we're a, very American. We always leave a tip out there. What's that? We, we get that guilt trip when we're no, overseas. We're I, like, oh, well, we gotta leave a tip. I I try to leave a couple of euros of like, but I try not to go over like overboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah they don't expect twenty percent yeah. there for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once it's a great, great restaurant in Iceland, and what they do with their tips is they pool it, and then at the end of the year, and they go on like a group. The whole team trip. The That's whole restaurant. Yeah, the whole yeah, restaurant. Yeah. All the staff. You trust the owners, trust the owners to do the right yeah. thing. Yeah. They pull it all together. And That's cute. Take a trip. I'm sure they count it each night and mm-hmm. like record yeah. it. So, yeah. so what's the verdict? Like, what should we tell this bride? I say 20% is excessive. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be crazy if you yeah. get 20%. Yeah. They're not going to say no to it. Yeah. Right? But, but I think 100 dollars $100, right? I think 100, 200 yeah, is Yeah, 100, 200 nice. is ideal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Nice. And if above your, your vendors, at least definitely take care of the wait staff. Because on, honestly, we don't know what the venue is doing behind the scenes or not, if mm-hmm. they are really taking care of them. Mm-hmm. So if they're serving you, well, take care of them. The there. wait staff is, is, is on a, a hourly, hourly mm-hmm. or a, like, but even, wedding, uh, even if you leave a. But they don't get the gratuity that they charge you for, right? No, the they, gratuity is for the, the maitre d'. For them, d. I think. Yeah, yep. the maitre d'. So you don't even know. I don't think waste staff no, even gets no, to it. It's, they it's don't. venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. It's probably venue. Most venues. Maitre d. Yeah, yeah. The, gratu- the gratuity is for, uh, for well, the maitre d. Probably management, like bridal attendant maybe. Uh, oh. Mm. And then bridal attendants sometimes get extra. Like the bride and grooms take care of them too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tip the bartenders, please. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that was your. That was our topic. Yeah, topic. topic. All right. Oops. This is my sales and marketing. Okay. This this segment is brought to you by. Shoot with me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So um, I didn't actually get to cover this last night, right? Uh, this was part one of the topics I was going to cover. All right. So we have a videographer, wedding videographer, wants to know whether or not it's in good taste to pass on that credit card fee to clients. You know, it's like a three percent merchant services fee or whatever it is. Uh, anytime you process credit cards, right? And he's like, "What do you do?" You know, I was like, "Well, you know, I do, I do what I do. <laughs> you do whatever you want to do." I was like, "Well, what do you think?" And he's like, "Well, I, I feel like it, it might seem a little unprofessional if I were to pass on this three percent onto the clients, right? Because you know, you look at all these other luxury brands out there, Louis Vuitton, even Expedia, Apple. You know, they don't charge the three percent. You know what I mean?" But on the other hand, we're small businesses. Every you know, our profit yeah. margins are really small. You know what I mean? We're well, not LV. We're most not. restaurants are, are giving you a cash For cash price price now mm-hmm. and a credit card uh, fee price, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everywhere I go, I'm seeing it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so that's what he wants to know, and uh, yeah, that's 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 the sales and marketing thing. I don't know. You guys want me to answer it, or, I mean, <laughs> or you guys you, want to give me your input? You want to you, you, you do what you do, and we'll tell you what we do. <laughs> <laughs> So, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, so, sure. so, we do. so I'll, I'll, I'll share with you guys what I do, right? So I told I told James, I, listen, as far as what we do, we pass on that fee to our clients because, you know, our margins are pretty slim already as it is. And also just looking at our volume, I, I remember the moment that I decided that I was going to pass on this fee to the clients because, you know, let's say out of $100,000, okay, out of six figures. That's very attainable for most photographers, I think. Most wedding photographers, right? 3% of that. 3% is three grand. So you're shooting a whole wedding just for this stupid credit card fee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you going to give the bank this free 3000 bucks? Yep. You know what I mean? I don't want to give to the bank that free money. Because the thing is, 15 years ago, I asked for a business loan for not that much, okay? I went to like 50 banks in 30 days to ask for a business loan, and they all said no, right? So... I don't want to give them any free money. Well, they're still getting it, but they're you. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't want to give them free money, okay? So anytime I have an opportunity not to give them money, I'm not giving them money, okay? So from a personal standpoint, that's why I try to 
steer our clients away from doing credit card transactions. But I understand that sometimes, you know, and other photographers will probably chime in, other business owners will also chime in, that, you know, when you give your clients the opportunity to charge it, they don't have to pay it right this second. You know, they pay the interest on it or the minimum payment on it. They're, they're more willing to spend more with you, right? So that could actually help you get the sale, okay? But just looking at how our business has been running for the last 13 plus years, you know, it hasn't really affected our closing rate because we pass on that. Pass on that. that and then fee. I think it's fewer and fewer or credit asking, card. Yeah, credit well, that's because we tell them there's a fee. <laughs> if we said that, hey, listen, there's no fee. You can pay by credit yeah, card. I, I bet you that there will be more credit card transactions. Yeah, but the yeah. fee's not even that much. Yeah. It, like, it's, like, it's like $70. Well, if, well, the, the way we do it, we allow them to, to pay their retainer. No, we don't. Oh, not anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, likes to always get false information for those listening. <laughs> we, we we did it for a while. But we had right. so one year I think we had like twelve thousand dollars in bank fees and yeah, credit we card like, fees. I was like, fuck that. This yeah, is ridiculous. Uh-huh. I'm not paying you that. Know what I, can do a I don't care if you think like a, I look like a cheap I, brand I for doing it, but I am charging the percent yep. because this is twelve thousand dollars that could have been in my pocket. Yep. Why am I yep. eating it? Yep. No. So we were like, all right, we'll just do the retainer because it's a lower cost. And I think we brought it down to like 7000 or something. I was like, you know what? Never mind. Forget it. Getting rid of it completely. Zelle has changed everything. Mm-hmm. People have no problem doing it. It is a slight inconvenience if they have like a, a limit where they can only send like 2000 a day or something like that. But no one's complained. No Some one's banks had don't do no it. TD doesn't do Zelle. Yeah, there's and some I banks had, that have no oh, limit. Cap, me check. Capital One doesn't I'm sorry. Either. There's some people that are like, I would never have my client sign a check. Who uses checks anymore? Um, if they want to pay me, they will use a check. They'll find a way. <laughs> we, we get checks like, in the mail all the time. <laughs> we get checks in the mail all the time. Yeah. If they want you and they want your service, they'll pay you whatever way you want to be paid. Yeah. So I'm very passionate about yeah. it because I saw there it on was, Facebook one time. Uh, yeah, there was a, a recent, not that recent, and speakeasy about this. And there was a couple of people, you know, this is just the cost of doing business. You know, you should build it into your price because it looks sleazy when, when you're, you know, telling the client. But- you could run in your business however you want. That, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. That's my argument it's, too. It's way more common now. Like we mentioned, you go to a restaurant and they charge you the fee. You go wherever that takes a credit card, they're like, well, let you know it's going to be 2.9% or whatever the yeah. percentage they want to charge you. So it's more common. So if everywhere else can do it, why, why can't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for a while uh, in the state of New Jersey, you couldn't do this. It was illegal for you to charge the right. 3%, yep. right? I think it was 2016 or something like that. Yeah, they changed, the rules. They changed it, yeah. But people still had a workaround to that, you know? So you have your regular price. You can pay by credit card. You can pay whatever you want to pay. But if you pay by cash or credit uh, or check, I can give you a small discount. So like that's how mm-hmm. the, three, the 3%. Yeah, it's basically 3%. So, yeah. so gas stations were doing this, you know, saying, hey, this is my regular price. But if you pay me in cash, it's 3% off. Mm-hmm. They still do it. They still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they're not telling you they're charging your fee. They're just telling, hey, there's a discount if you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're not eating that fee. We could pass that discount to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've only had like one or two people still want to pay with a credit card and we're fine with the fee. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like 80 bucks, 100 bucks. They're like, hey, they, they it's worth the it to them to like, if they're using the points or whatever. Especially if they're like mm-hmm. late on their final mm-hmm. payment or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm just going to pay this way. Yeah. yeah. yeah but there, there's also another risk when you have a credit card payments and stuff they can reverse the charges we have we have some Mm -hmm. folks they think they receive the product already they receive the services already and then they reverse the charges what do you do right there's also a limit on that limit to what of uh time like a a, some credit cards will have a like you can't come back a year later and do it of course some credit cards will lie to some don't I think it it's has, like a six month, six month. Uh, why you yeah. want it and they'll investigate it too. Yeah, you, you yeah. deliver the gallery and then like, yeah. oh. I was like, yeah. oh, I never they'll got the photos. They'll investigate it. So like, they'll probably take the money back right away. But and then you'll eventually get it back. 
hopefully it all goes well and, and you can prove that they're scamming yeah, you. Yeah, but sell, once they pay you, it's there. It's in there. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's another anywhere. reason too. <laughs> it's a little bit more business friendly, Zell is. Yeah. You know? But it also can open up the door for a lot of uh, hijinks, a mm -hmm. lot of bad players. Mm -hmm. You know, Stay away from PayPal. Yes. They yeah. always, yeah, they mm -hmm. always side with the buyer. Oh yeah, so, yeah. If people are still like taking payments, via what about Stripe? I learned that years ago. Stripe is is just a credit card, credit card processor. Yeah. So that's that's different. But Venmo and PayPal are going to operate very similarly. Well, we don't use Venmo, but we use. Okay, all right, good to know. Same like Cash App as well. All right, mm -hmm. I have to take a look at Stripe. Maybe integrate that because yeah. right now we do credit card transactions through PayPal. But so far we haven't had too many issues. Yeah, it's. it's I, th I think Stripe their fee went up too. No. No, it's all the same. It's all around three percent. Mm -hmm. But like out of the, let's say we do about a hundred weddings a year. I think we only have maybe three to five credit yeah, card we, transactions. We don't do a, we don't do too many mm -hmm. credit card transactions. Yeah, yeah I take it for the retainer because it's like it's easy. It's twelve hundred bucks yeah. for my retainer, and it's super easy. It's mm -hmm. a little bit of money. It's whatever. But then for the final payment, it's yeah. it's a check. Um, and if they insist on paying with a credit card, then it's a 3% fee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. not sleazy. No. Yeah. I don't know what people say. No, it's and it's in the contract. Like they see it yeah. the whole time. It's yeah, fine. I'll tell you what. All the contractors that I had to to pay in the last two years, none of them except the credit card. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Not one. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> so, by Zell, right? Yeah, it's all uh, Zell. Check. Check Zell. Or uh, bank transfer. Mm -hmm. The only ways you could pay them. The only thing they took credit card was was your deposit. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's our that's our answer, Mr. James. <laughs> you do what works for you. You do what works for you, but we're telling you what we do. Okay? <laughs> this, uh, you got 16 years in a business, 13 years in a business, and what are you guys, 12 in? I don't even 12, know. 12, 13 in? You guys are uh, around the same 12, time we yeah. did. Yeah, about 12. Yeah, 12, 13 yeah. years in. Mm -hmm. So these are the people over 30 plus years in the business, okay? We, we're this charging, we're, we're passing the 3%. But maybe, are we the dinosaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Actually, we're not because oh. we were the ones taking credit card payments for a while. No, but now we're, we're. You guys yeah. might be the dinosaurs, right? That's a lot of money to be coughing up in fees. Yeah, Twelve grand, yeah. you know. That hurt. And, and yeah. the, how much pull that you could have yeah. gotten? The argument of building it into the price—it's the same exact thing. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. you're charging them one way or another. Yep. Yeah. So, but they're saying that the like it, it looks sleazy. It looks better. You know, You're, well, it makes them feel sleazy, or yeah. it looks sleazy to the client. They they say that that it looks sleazy if you tell the client it's three percent more for it to use a credit card. Then just raise your prices by three percent and just say, right. "Hey, so, I accept so, credit cards." So that's what some of the yeah. people in the post were saying. Just raise it and build it in, and then you don't have to mention it. You say, "Yeah, you could pay with this. It's already whatever, whatever." Yeah, and then charge it. The it's the same way as like you know, if you you shoot a, a wedding in a city, and then you invoice your mm -hmm. client six dollars for parking after. You know that should be built into your price. Like you right. shouldn't have to itemize it. Yeah, and like nickel and dime them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like I said, I see it both ways. Just do mm -hmm. whatever you want. It's yeah. your business. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you remember that sixteen dollars sandwich I had to pay for? Right. <laughs> I'll never forget it. You know, if you wanted me to cover your lunch, right? Just build just it into see. your price. <laughs> <laughs> I had a second shooter. I don't know if you you heard this episode, right? I had a second shooter. It's like. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's a little slow right now. Go out for lunch, and she came back. She gave me the receipt. She wanted to be reimbursed. No, for she actually mailed the receipt to us. <laughs> like, later. like reimbursed yeah. us for sixteen dollars. I never like got six, it. <laughs> like, yeah, sixteen dollar hamburger. Never, we never work like, with her again. Yeah. So furious. We should, we should write these stories and uh, shoot with me. Yeah. And, uh, have a little, little How blog not entry. to get hired again. <laughs> That's like just an emotional shooter. intelligence thing. It's like, you know, if the if the lead shooter tells you, hey, give me receipts for parking and tolls or whatever. That's one thing. Right. 
if you're like, hey, go take a break or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, are they telling you to go get a get a sandwich, go get lunch, and then give me the receipt, or are they saying just go do this and whatever? <laughs> I misunderstood. Oh yeah, I misunderstood the assignment. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't yeah. Get it. I, I feel like only in this type of industry you get away with, with stuff like that. <laughs> Rolando, it's okay. I put the e next to our uh, our podcast. You can curse as much as you want. Senor Flores said it was okay. Yeah, he said he, we he, should he, curse more. Yeah, it's <laughs> <that's> fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> This is a pretty short episode today. I like these short ones. Yeah, it's good. Yes. Quick topics. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. So and easy. Who's closing? <laughs> Nathan should close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So anyway, that just wraps up another episode oh. of the Focus They Have podcast. If you guys would like to check out some bloopers, behind the scenes, highlights, stuff like that, you guys can check us out on Instagram at focused.af. You can also check us out on our website at focus-af.com. Don't ask me why that is. That's just how we got the domains. <laughs> and then, and uh, if you guys would like to meet all of us, plus Nathan in person, you can. Don't you dare put my address on here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys can meet us in person at the Focus AF Summit, taking place next January 11th at the Bellworks building <laughs> hometown New Jersey <laughs> you can catch us at uh, Bellworks in Homedale New Jersey uh, and where you can learn more about sales and marketing how to take your business to the next level are you done? what? <laughs> yes I've been done All I'm right, so hot you are you guys, are you guys focused AF? I'm focused AF anyway yeah. guys thank you so much for, thank, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys on the next one my name is Ben Karis Jen this is Ro Adios. Bye. <laughs> Focus Day F is a fun business focused podcast for wedding creatives. Co hosted by award winning husband and wife wedding photography teams, Ben and Karis. And Jen and Rowe, where we help fellow wedding creatives with their sales and marketing. With laid back conversations and real talk with some of our most favorite people in the universe. And with that being said, are you Focus Day F? I am Focus Day F today. We are Focus AF. I think I might be Focus AF. (laughs) Welcome to the Focus AF podcast.